Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to author Kathleen Morris because she's written so many Westerns that are focused on women being just badass, which I'm really excited about. And I just want to talk all about it. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? Hi, Oki. I'm very well, thank you. I hope you are too. Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you, especially your recent release, which is called Gold Digger, The Legendary Nellie Cashman. And let's dive into your book, Kathleen. Can you tell me all about it? Well, a few people know of Nellie, but I think that mostly she's not been a real famous person in history, at least as far as books written about her. I have a friend who Nellie was actually part of their family. So my friend encouraged me to write about Nellie. And she was after me for, oh, about five years before I finally said, okay, okay, I'll do it. So she gave me a lot of material, historical material, and put me in touch with Nellie's great-great-grandson. And So between the three of us, we compiled all this historical data, and then I decided to just jump in. I was going to write this first as more of a biography, but I decided not to, because when you write about real people, sometimes it gets a little bare bones on the facts. What I like to try to do is get inside the head of that person and try to let my audience know exactly who they were and what they were thinking and their emotions at a certain period of time. And I can't do that with a nonfiction format. So I prefer fiction. So that's what I did. I did that with Big Nose Kate, too, in my book, The Lily of the West. I could have done a biography straight, but I much preferred to fictionalize it because there's so many holes in the history of these people that we don't know But with fiction, we can fill it in. I really like the fact that you base it on real people, but you're adding the fictional elements to it. But not all your books are like that, correct? You have some other fictional work. Even when I do a fictional character that's completely fictional, I go back and do research to be sure that I've got them in the right place at the right time. Like if if it takes place in, say, Memphis, during, you know, a certain period of time, say 1880, I want to make sure that I know what Memphis looked like, what was going on there in 1880. So I'm not completely off the mark when I talk about things that happened to my character there. So I research the food, the clothes, the geography of the place. I want to be as accurate as I can, even with a fictional character. You're such a fascinating author diving into this, Kathleen. I'm really intrigued. Can we talk a little bit more about Go Digger, your recent release? How was it writing it, though, even though you said you had the ground works for it of your research, but how was it writing the book itself? Well, it was really great once I got into it. I started with Nellie as an Irish immigrant who came over with her mother and little sister and lived in Boston. 
So I began the story in Boston. And there's an old tale that she was an elevator operator in a hotel. And <laughs> during the Civil War time, because most of the men were at the front. So women right. took a lot of jobs. And the old story goes that, you know, at one point, Ulysses S. Grant was in her elevator and he told her to go west after they got to chatting. Now, I'm not sure that story's true, so I didn't put it in, but I did put in the fact she was an elevator operator. <laughs> she, decided to, she decided to go west anyway, so they did. They went by boat, and in those days, you had to go through Panama and then around to get to San Francisco, which is where they went. Things were pretty tough for the Irish in Boston around that time, and they weren't welcomed with open arms, but San Francisco was much better. That's so interesting that they went that way versus just going across America. I, I would never think of that, or I would never think that's what had happened at that time. That's so odd to me. Well, you know, it sounds odd, but the fact is there was no transcontinental railroad right. at that time. There was only two ways to go if you wanted to go mine gold and uh, the gold rush, you either got on a boat and went through Panama or you got on a wagon and did your best to get there. That was going to take you some time and it's right. really, really dangerous. There was no railroad. Not at, oh, I think where was the cutoff line? Maybe the Mississippi River. But between Chicago and the West, there was no way to get there. You could get to Kansas, Missouri, but I think that was it. So what drew you to write about Nellie and her journey for this book? Well, because she was connected by marriage to my friend's family in Arizona. And so her father, my friend's father, had written a book uh, with, that talked about Nellie. And he actually financed some of her ventures. And that man was Bill Brophy. And he lived in Bisbee. So he got to know Nellie quite well. And Nellie's nephew married his sister-in-law. So that's the connection. You know, it just was a fascinating. The more, I, the more I dug into things, so little had been written about her that I thought was, dare I say, frankly, any good. <laughs> <laughs> just plain and simple. Whether it was fiction or nonfiction, mm -hmm. They both had the facts wrong. They didn't really know who she was. It was very difficult for me to get a handle on her until I just, you know, read through all the old letters and stories and stuff. And I finally began to develop a mental picture and a feel for Nellie. And then I was comfortable writing about it. That's so fascinating. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so with your approach to both fiction and nonfiction, for a, something like this, something similar to Nelly, is it something that you're going to continue doing? Just finding some really amazing characters to dive into, into their lives and things like that? Is this something you want to keep going toward? I think so. I think so, yeah. Well, I've written one contemporary book. It's called Risk. It's a thriller. We can talk about that some other time, maybe, or whatever. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> I had a super fun time writing that, but I kept, after it was finished and published, I, I kept wanting to go back to 
I guess, my roots, which is writing about strong women in history, whether I make them up or not. I just kind of love delving into the past and I love doing research. So yeah, so I came back and my next one came out to be Gold Digger. I love that your approach is writing about strong, independent females. I always say that we need more authors like you, absolutely, to be in the spotlight everywhere. How has it been since that's kind of been your your stance of writing about great female protagonists? How has the responses been? Oh, I think they've been good. And, you know, everybody... Everybody seems to pick up on that, not just women reviewers, but but male ones, too. I think they like it a lot. In fact, a fellow writer, while I like him a great deal, I think he's a great, great writer. In a review he wrote for me, uh, nobody writes women with the fun and ferocity of Morris. And I'm like, I love that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that needs to be quoted. Yeah. <laughs> that, I thought that was a great remark. So. So is it safe to say you approach your books with like a female character first and then kind of build her world around that? Yes, yes. I think that's safe to say. Sometimes I it's not just the character, but I suppose it is. I figure out what if I think all writers do this. Well, maybe not, but I do. You take situations and you think up little plots and things in your mind and you think, what if... This was a woman gambler, and she cheated a bunch of people and was on the run. Okay, for example, or what <laughs> if she was a madam who owned a, a brothel in Dodge City, and what if somebody shot her one night? You know, just stuff like that. Right, I mean, yeah. You never know where it's going to go. Right. But I love that they, you, like I said earlier, that you make these women kick ass and and on your site, I love that it says no princesses allowed. That was that uh, was great. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. You know, I know maybe my characters are a little bit much for a lot of people because I think a lot of the Western women writing that you see writing about Western women, the pioneer women, the people on wagon trains. I don't write about women wearing sunbonnets, sitting on the porch, shucking peas. Okay, <laughs> They got to have a more interesting life than that. Right. They need to know how to shoot a gun, at least. <laughs> you said it. And not just for rattlesnakes, you know. <laughs> but what attracts you so much about the Western literature part? Is it the history or just building up these women to be so much stronger? What is it that you love so much? It's It's the history, really, because really that whole... That whole era was such a small part, really, considering that we've got so many books and movies and, and TV shows about the Wild West, so to speak. But it was actually a very small time. It was maybe from 1845 to 1895. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. It's really a very small thing, but it's captured people's imaginations like no other era. Okay. Even though you just published Gold Digger, which I think is quite fascinating, especially about Nellie, what is your next move? What are some next projects that you have going on? I write podcasts too, which I really love because it allows me to do a lot of research. <laughs> so that's really fun. And I just finished one of those that'll be out soon. And I'm uh, starting on another. I really like that. I also have another book in the works, but it's not a Western. It's not a historical even. 
So, well, it's kind of historical. But I also have a third project that I'm thinking Ooh. about, which is another Western. It's got some characters from a couple of my other books that I really like. And then people have written me and said, oh, write some more about Julius. Uh-huh. You know, write some more about this guy. I love that character. And I'm like, well, I've worked him into two books. Maybe I can work him into three. You know, yeah. So I'm kicking around ideas for that right now. People are asking, Kathleen, and you must do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to make that into series then? Or just more standalone ones, but just with you know, those characters? I've thought about that. But I think series have become extremely popular. But I kind of prefer more of the Stephen King approach where it's a standalone, but there might be Easter eggs in there. Right, but there's that world that's still around. Yeah, because it's that whole world. And just maybe somebody will read one and go, oh, I remember that guy. He was in that other book. Same place, same time, you know? Right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So what can you tell me more about you as an author? (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't know. I used to um, run an editorial business. I got a lot of other people help them publish their books. Finally decided I it was really way past time I started working on my own. So <laughs> there you I did. Go. Yeah, and I used to teach writing at Phoenix College and same thing there, you know, I did that for 10 years too. But I really just sat down one day and started writing my own. And here you are. I'm excited. <laughs> There's something about Gold Digger that I'm really attracted to. Are there some favorite parts that you that you can talk about in your book without giving all the juicy details? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, I think at one point uh, when she lived in Tombstone, a couple of fairly well-known guys came to her and said, we want to go gold prospecting in Mexico. And we thought maybe you might want to come along because you can kind of, Nellie had a reputation then, even then. Mel said to her, you can almost smell gold. So she says, well, I don't think I have time to go to Mexico with you guys. Then she got to thinking it over and decided to go along. So they did. They took the train down to Mexico, and then they got on a boat and went over to the peninsula. And they got over there. There was maybe 10 of them, and they really didn't have any idea what they were doing. And after a few days, Nellie figures out that they've got this crazy old map, and nobody really knows where anything is. And then <laughs> as the days progress, they start running out of water. Oh. And they don't find any gold. They start running out of water. And so Nellie takes off and she says, I'm going to go find water. You guys stay here This is, or we're all going to die. So she does. And a day later, she runs across the monastery. The monks take her in. They load her up with water. She goes back to camp and saves everybody. Oh. So, Wow. Yeah. Talking about a badass woman. <laughs> badass. Definitely <laughs> badass. Then they get back on the boat and cross over at the Sea of Cortez. And it turns out that the, the boat captain is crazy and drunk uh, almost all the time. And they're going off course. So Nellie and the boys put on a mutiny and take over the boat and bring it into port. And when they get there, they get arrested Because, in fact, they did commit a mutiny, even if it was to save their own lives. Right. So they're in jail there for at least a week before they get out and manage to get back to Arizona. So 
I don't think that's a story anybody really knows. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But it feels like there's so much adventure that even though it's based on her and it's fictionalized in a way, but there's so much adventure and storyline to this. This is so interesting. It really is. <laughs> I see why somebody would definitely be attracted to read this book or why you would even want to write about something like this. This is so neat. Can we talk a little bit about Risk? Because that's a totally different genre that you, oh, that you yeah. published. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Risk, uh, it came about because my son's a musician and I know a lot of musicians. When they go on tour, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So about we used to you know, I know lots of stories about the road. So Risk is about a man and woman who are a team and they're on tour with a bad country western band and they don't have much money. All they want to do is get back to Nashville and make their own album. One night in a bathroom, she finds a backpack full of money and she opens it up and there's a lot of it. There's nobody around. It's in the middle of nowhere she grabs it and puts it in a car. And, of course, this is not going to go well. Of course. <laughs> because nobody leaves a backpack with nearly a million dollars. And then after. just don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. And it turns out that backpack was already stolen by two other people. That's a couple as well. And they come back looking for it. And then the chase is on. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but... <laughs> But it gets crazy. <laughs> That's definitely a different change from your other books, but it's still a lot of action and adventure, though. Oh, it certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kathleen, where can we get your books? Well, you can, of course, get them on Amazon, which so many people do. And they are three editions ebook, paperback, and hardcover. They're also distributed by Ingram, and that they're in libraries and bookstores. Some bookstores may have them, some may not, but you can always order it from a bookstore and they can get it within a day or two. Pretty much anywhere. You, my website is KathleenMorrisAuthor.com. It's got a little more history. It's got a little more detail in each of the books, you know, and some pictures and stuff and reviews and stuff. Just the typical author website. <laughs> I still like it. I still love seeing like the the cover work and just just about your history alone. But I want to say thank you for coming by today and talking to me a little bit about the Western literature that I'm usually not exposed to, and especially about Nellie. She's so fascinating to me. Any last-minute thing you want to say before we go today? Well, I do want to say thank you, okay, Aww, for having you. me on your show. And I'm so happy that you love Nellie and you <laughs> want to read more about her and other women like her. And so I'll try to give you a new one coming right up. Yes, we expect it. You have no choice. <laughs> okay. Oh, but before we go, I do want to learn a little bit about Lily West. Oh, the Lily of the West? Yeah, yeah, Lily of the West. Sorry. Well, that's the story of a big nose Kate, who was Doc Holliday's girlfriend. I have yeah. no idea. I'm so yes. like behind on all these, this this type of history. She's in all the wider you know, OK Corral, Tombstone movies. Mm -hmm. But it's a peripheral character, you know. Right. But she had a really bad reputation. I was curious about that because I didn't think it was maybe deserved. Oh, she was this prostitute. She was this bad woman. She was this. She was that. Well, not exactly. 
She actually spoke five languages. She was born and raised in Hungary, spent her time at the court of the emperor. Her father was the court physician. They came over and emigrated to America and ended up in Iowa. They were sort of the odd men out. So then both her parents died of a sickness, and she stowed away on a Mississippi riverboat to get away from the adopted mom and dad that had taken her in. Yeah. They weren't very nice and treated her like a servant. Oh, so man. she was discovered by a riverboat captain and taken to his home in St. Louis, where she went to a convent school and graduated from high school. Then her life began to get a little crazy. So, Oh, now it's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, now it's crazy. Now. Yeah, it gets much more crazy. So, <laughs> you know, a few years later, she ends up in Fort Griffin, Texas. She meets Doc Holliday, and that's sort of the, the love of a lifetime for both of them. You know, she was with Doc when he died of tuberculosis in the hotel in Colorado. Now, most people think it was Wyatt Earp that was with him, but it wasn't. Uh, it, it was Kate that was with him. You're such an amazing storyteller. Oh, <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so like focused on now, like what happened or what's gonna happen. This is so cool. Well, I, you should read, read Lily of the West. I think you might really like that one too. I think I will. Nellie's on my list already, but now, now I definitely want to check out Lily of the West. So. She even got a little tiny bit part in Nelly. Ooh. See, I because love when others do that. Yeah, they're in the same kind of time frame kind of thing. That's so neat. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you again, Kathleen, for coming by and getting my eyes open to something like this that I'm, like I said, I'm not usually exposed to. And I love having you on the show. And hopefully you come back when you have your other books going. So have a wonderful day. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Oki. I really enjoyed talking to you and you have a wonderful day too. Yay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships and you can look at all the info about it and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.